1: uh multi multi-millionaire the turnaround oh, bigger king. than that bigger than that dog come on <laughs> the turnaround king dude I'm, I'm so happy to have you on the show man you're high energy i love your content i see you're making major moves right now online as well with the uh whatever it takes network so it's just great to have you here man congratulations so, so, on all your success
0: so, well thank you man so so uh so good to be with you i really admire what you do and addicted to success and uh anything i can ever do to help you or any of the people that uh, you hang with man i i i'm right there for you
1: oh thank you brother i appreciate that awesome man cool so um i wanted to kind of get into giving the audience or giving the listeners an idea of like where you started and, and how you came to be today
0: i started at the bottom now i'm here <laughs> Dude, I, I look everybody starts at the bottom. I don't care if you richy you rich. I mean, I I didn't I didn't come from a family with money. I didn't my dad worked really hard. He died when he was 52. I was only 10 years old. I was uh, the the fourth and fifth child cuz I'm a twin. So we're not sure if I'm number 4 or number 5. And uh, uh you know, my dad died at 10. He left my mom a little bit of money. My mom didn't have an education. She didn't know how to work. She didn't know how to create an income. So, dude, we were scared all the time. I mean, I didn't know anything about money. you 10 years old. You don't know about money. I just knew my mom was freaking terrified. Like, I mean, ISIS and Ebola could have been in the same room. And my mom was just scared about one thing, the money. So, like, every, every time we walked out of a room, I just remember her saying, turn off the lights. You, you know, you hear that a couple thousand times, bro. You think there's an issue. Yeah. yeah. And the issue wasn't the electricity. It wasn't like I was going to get shocked or something. It was like, hey, man, we're going to spend money. We're not going to have a place to live tomorrow. That was that threat was always always there, even though, despite the fact that we had a, a place to live in, a car to get to school, and we had food. And there's, there's hundreds of millions of people on this planet, billions of people on this planet that are living in fear, even though they have a little bit of money.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's like living out of scarcity, you know, and you have that desperation to try and make the money. And when you're like that, it kind of it kind of doesn't come, does it? Because all you're focused on is that and you're not you're unhappy, really.
0: Yeah, dude, because you can feel the nervousness. It's almost like you're pushing the money away from you because you're 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 all crumbled up. Like you're you're trying to hold on to what you have so tight you literally can't. Go get what's available in the universe. So, so when you're in this conservation mode and this fear contracted, uh, you know you're 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 like batting down the hatches and everything's about save and protect. Well, that's not how you actually create abundance and 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 take advantage of all that's available in the universe. It's almost like you got to open up yeah. and spend and invest. I mean, that's who's making the moves. The guys that are investing energy, time, money, resources, and making taking using courage. In action, that's who ends up doing well. It's not the best educated, the most intelligent, the prettiest person. Um, even though my looks did help me quite a bit. I'm
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, just to add to that, I think it's something like more than eighty percent of the billionaires in the world are all investors. So it just shows you like it, what works.
0: Look, ninety-five percent of all the wealth controlled on this planet is from people that are in business, own a business, taking a risk in business, or investing. Ninety five percent of all people on this planet are basically showing up, doing a job and not taking the risk. And And I'm not against jobs. Look, I I, uh, I I have a job today. I'm an investor. I'm a business owner. But I always come back to I got a job. I got a job right now with you. OK, I got a, I got a, i I'm your guy right now. I'm your slave. Tell me what to do. Tell me where to go. I don't mind getting in. Tell me to hit, pitch, bat, bunt, whatever I got to do. I'm on your team right now. And so it's never about getting away from the job. You're always going to be doing a job. Warren Buffett is doing a job satisfying investors or shareholders or his public. Everybody's got a job. And then you got to figure out how to expand and grow that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You got it. So I want to kind of get to know what goes on in your world and the way that you think. So tell us, man, what fascinates you?
0: Uh what fasc- what fascinates me the most is my potential, you know. It's like, hey, hi, th- this has been um a burden my whole life. I've always known I had a lot of potential, even when I was a little kid, 6 years old. And I think everybody has this. And one of my, my mission is really to relight people's uh potential. Like, hey, look, you have so much freaking potential. It's unbelievable. I don't care where you were born, what you know or don't know, your disabilities, uh, you have potential. And that potential has has really fascinated me. It's like, how much can I do? How, how fast can I write a book? Uh, how many tweets can I put out where people actually are interested without me using robots or garbage or bullshit shortcuts? How much can I do Can I find time for my wife and my kids and my money and growing my money and my business and my hobbies? How how much can I challenge myself? That really fascinates me. This this idea of a life of balance. I hate that idea. But what what fascinates me is a life of just freaking crazy in every area, and I don't I don't have to balance anything. I don't want to go around doing this spinning plates. The whole balance thing it seems like somebody's extremely confused to me. I want to blow up like 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 I, I open up my damn jacket. And I'm like, I got C four, I'm ready to blow up.
1: <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Awesome man. So um, what would you say would be your your rituals for success? Because you know, like Brian Tracy says that successful people are those with successful habits. So what do you do when you wake up first thing in the morning? How do you get into your day and, you know, how do you achieve the goals that you achieve?
0: Well, today, man, I'll tell you what I did today, man. Today, my two kids jumped in bed with me and then we played, you know, hide and seek under the sheets. And then I'm like, hey, leave me alone now. I want to go take I want to go back to sleep. I mean, here I am, a motivational guy known to be a motivational guy. And this morning when I woke up, all I wanted to do was sleep in an extra hour. Okay. I didn't even, I didn't make it to the morning meeting this morning. Okay. Cause I slept in and then I wanted to go get a cappuccino over at uh, Starbucks. So that's just me being honest because look, I don't feel like doing it every day. You know, I, I I don't have the same ritual every day. There are things I do every day, but, but I don't have the same exact kind of grooved in pattern every day. I, I want to have some freedom to do all the things I want to do. One thing I do do every day, though, is I write my goals down. I have this little thing I built called a 10X planner. And, yeah. and the first two things on this, well, the first thing on this every day is I write my goals down. I don't write my to-do list down. I write, what do I want to accomplish in my lifetime? This has changed thousands of times as I write every day. And then at the end of the day, I write my goals down again, and that's a ritual for me that has been very um, beneficial because it keeps me focused on where I'm going as to post as opposed to where I am or where I've been I think something that really disables people particularly people that have done well because let's face it most people have done all right most people just have not done great and so I'm talking I'm not talking about the people that are in trouble on the planet I'm talking about the big bulk of people in the middle, most people have done all right. You eat, you get, wake up every day. You got an average, you know, relationship, you know, you have sex once a week. Um, you get all, you get your deal done, you know, whatever. Okay. So, but, but look, if you said, Hey man, is your life great? You'd be like, Oh no, it's not great, but it's all right. So I'm looking to, for that great, space. You know, I'm looking for how, how can I make it great? Well, if you're looking at other people or how things used to be, then you can always accept average. So I don't want to look at yesterday and I don't want to look at just a second. I want to look forward in the future. Like I'm driving a car at 200 miles an hour. You, you need to focus on the future, not, or you're on a motorcycle going 90 miles an hour. You need to have your eyes in front of you. That's what that ritual of writing my goals down in the morning and at night does for me.
1: Yeah, awesome, man. So it's kind of like you're almost, you're as good as your last day, right? And you got to keep moving forward. Otherwise, you, you just stagnate. and
0: stay Yeah, fine. look, for, for me, success is about what I'm going to do next, not what I did yesterday. You know, if you're talking about what you did last month or last year, dude, that's history. That's not success. Mm. You know, Mark Cuban or Steve Jobs, up to the day Steve Jobs died, he was interested in what he could do, not what he did do. And, and so, success for me—the the the thing about the way I define success, which I think is very interesting, how people define it, mm. whether it's Tony Robbins or John Maxwell or, or or you know, I was talking to Steve Harvey. How do you how do you define success? You know? And he's like, "Wow, man, that's an interesting question." We talked about. He's like, "How do you define it?" I said, "Success for me is filling the difference between where I am and my potential." Mm. Okay, it's this gap. Success yeah. for me is the filling of the gap. What can I do next?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's funny, man. You sound like you're addicted to success. <laughs> I'm addicted.
0: I'm addicted to success, man. And I follow yeah. you too.
1: You do? Yeah. You know what? I actually saw you. You tweeted me. It would have been probably a couple years back. Yeah. So um, I know you've been a fan of uh, A to for a little while now. So yeah, yeah. Dude, I know. How,
0: I, I I can feel power, man. I can <laughs> sense power. I, when I see power, you know what I want to do? When I when I see power, bro, I want to jump on power. Yeah. I want to collaborate with power and I want to move with it because your power makes me more powerful. You know, I was brought up to rival people, like rival envy, worry. If you want something, I lost. If you succeeded, I couldn't. Dude, it was such a wrong message. It comes with this whole scarcity thing. Like if you get a dollar, I can't have a dollar. And I know today the best thing for me to do is to like jump on your bandwagon, find people that are successful, ethical, people that are rocking and rolling, people that are producing energy, taking risks and get with them and collaborate with them. That's what we're doing. uh, This network that I'm doing, whatever it takes network is about collaborating with great people, experts, authors, um, and putting those people, giving those people a platform to like communicate to the world i want to be in a collaboration now not in a rivalry rivalry i can't even say it anymore
1: (laughs) rivalry yeah yeah Yeah, it's a hard
0: (laughs) word bro competition
1: (laughs) yeah no I, i completely understand what you mean like what do you think that is that kind of makes you not want to jump in and collaborate with people do you think it's ego
0: yeah i think i think i think there's just you know a lot there's so much misinformation you know this idea that information is power knowledge is power well that's true but what if you have the wrong knowledge you know the first 30 years of my life i mean really from the age of 25 to probably 35 i was interested in knowledge at the age of 35 i realized oh wow man some of the information you got is bad i was operating with the wrong data but i was trying so hard man i was so ambitious but i was operating with the wrong data it took me until the age of 45 to understand oh I found out the wrong data and got rid of it. And so uh, like competition, I'll give you an example of bad data. Competition is good. We've all been taught competition is a good thing. Competition is a terrible thing. When you quit operating at the competitive level and and take the next look and start saying, hey, I don't want to compete. I want to dominate a space. I want to own a space. Uh, you know, you start studying the top people on this planet. They're totally not interested in competition. They're interested in owning a space, dominating it, a uh, being everywhere uh, concept of omnipresence. I talked about this in the Ten X Rule, my last book, about being everywhere, all at the same time. Anybody can do this today. Uh, being omnipresence and dominating a space so that everywhere I look, I see you, I hear you, I'm reminded of you. Somebody's talking about you. That's where you become really powerful.
1: Yeah, I think the only time that our competition is necessary is when we're competing with our own self.
0: Yeah, I t- absolutely agree. Can I do? Can I go faster than I just did?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because we don't have any control of anything outside of ourselves, really. Yeah, we, it's only what we're putting out at the end of the Talk day. Talk for yourself, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think anybody got that no. actually. Okay, I think I actually think I have control over more than just me yeah
1: okay all right, that's good that's a good point
0: like time time i think i control time you control i time? I, I don't i don't manage time i'm not interested in managing time i, I i've made a decision to control time <laughs> and space and space, and space. As well.
1: nice <laughs> you've mastered it all good on you
0: <laughs> no i'm just saying i just made a decision i'm going to control it i'm not going to be controlled by it yeah See. see look what people say oh i don't control time i don't manage space Dude, What do you mean? You've already made a decision to be a victim to everything that goes on around you every second of every day. Mm. So like if you just change your mind and say, hey, I'm going to control the space around me. If I can just this desk, can I just control this desk? Then I can control space. If I can control the length of this interview, you know, or how long it takes me to write a book. I wrote this book. Okay, I, I know you'll find this amusing. I wrote this book in three hours. No way. Dude, this book was last year was 2013's. It got not, it got awarded the best sales business book in 2013 by a third party called Axiom Awards. I wrote wow. that book in three hours and four minutes in my home in Los Angeles.
1: Wow. How do you, how do you knock something out like that so quick? Is it, is it?
0: Because you decide to.
1: Of course, of course. But the actual process of it all is it like recording it down as an audio and then. Then you get someone no, to write it nope. up or you I, write all I, I, sat down,
0: I sat down in front of a computer and banged out 17 chapters.
1: Oh, that's incredible, man. That's incredible. I'm a bad dude, bro. I'm a bad
0: dude. I'm addicted to success.
1: So hear that, guys. This is the guy that you're competing with right now. <laughs> At the end of the day, this is what you're up against, so you have to pull weight.
0: Yeah, or or just get on my bandwagon, baby, and I'll just flow power to you.
1: Yeah, there you go. Awesome. <laughs>
0: because cause when I flow power to you, Joel, you know what? I, I get more power.
1: Yep. Yeah, I hear that, and it's true. It's very true. What um, what do you feel is the difference between, or what what makes somebody a millionaire, and then someone a multi-millionaire? Like, what's the difference there? Ah
0: huh, man, you're getting deep now, dog. <laughs> we okay, have- well here's the deal. Here's the deal. The first million you make is going to be because you're working to make a million dollars. Okay, like you're you're just out there grinding and punching and pushing and shoving. Now to go from a million dollars, what do you call multi-million? By the way, let me ask you that because two some people think two million dollars is multi-million.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, what, no, no, no. What, okay. So when I th- when I think of like my concept of it is like if you're making eight or nine figures, that's like multi-million. So like ten million, a hundred million, and so on.
0: You you have that as net worth, or you're making that every year? No, no, net worth. Okay, good, yeah. good. So, guy goes from being worth a million dollars. Let me just tell you, first of all, when you make a million dollars, you will finally understand why people don't quit working when they make a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because you're going to be like, shit, I ain't got any money. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, because, look, I remember, I remember owing the government 40 grand, and I didn't have any money in my pocket. I was 25 years old. I had to take a job I didn't want. I hated the job I had. Hated. Like, hated every day I walked in there, I hated it. And, and, uh, uh, that I just gone to a treatment center for, for drug addiction and came, came out of the, I'd been, I was selling clothes and hash blocks, blocks of brown hash, golden brown hash in a clothing store called Gidry's in late Charles, Louisiana. <laughs>
1: What a hustler. <laughs> and dude, oh, I was a hustler,
0: okay? So check it out. I'm walking out one day and I got a box of shoes. I've never told this story anywhere. I got a box of shoes. And the owner's like, David Trahan's like, dude, what's in the box? I'm like, dude, you don't want to see what's in the box, okay? Trust me. All right? And he's like, uh, uh, what's in the box? Those are our shoes. I'm like, no, there's no shoes in the box. You do not want to <laughs> see what's in the box. We had a good day. I sold a bunch of clothes don't look in the box okay well anyway he opens the box and there's freaking slabs of hash in this box right and then i found out the owner of the store smoked weed and he's like let's go to my place man <laughs> so anyway i kicked that two years later i was in a treatment center for drug addiction i kicked my drug habit couldn't get a job end up in sales hated it and um I spent the next 5 years said, you know what? I'm going to lo- I'm going to get great at a job I hate. By the time I was 30, I had a million bucks. And all I was doing was selling somebody else's product. So anybody that tells me I don't want to work for somebody else, dude, that's that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. You want to get rich? Get great for somebody else. Yeah. And because you can pr- you can help somebody else get rich. Look at the people that work for Warren Buffett. Dude, they got They got rich sick rich or the people that work with Bill Gates yeah. all those guys got rich, right yeah. So the difference now between the million and the multimillion, which is your big question mm. is it's magic.
1: magic. Oh, you're not gonna give us the secret.
0: <laughs> but I'm telling you it, 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 the, the difference between 1 million and 10 million is crazy, okay? When you get 10 million, then everything becomes very interesting. Because then you're like, shit, man, I could get to 25. And then you hit 25. I've never said this before, but I've experienced all these levels. You're like, fuck, I could get to 50. And then all of a sudden my book changed, you know. Shit, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a pop a 100, baby. I'm going to bust 100. They're going to call me Centiaire or something. I don't know. I'm going to have 100 lakes, <laughs> And they're all going to have a million dollars at the bottom of them okay so i'm gonna be i'm gonna bust a freaking hundred million in my lifetime and then all of a sudden you're like dude could i hit a billy and then yeah out billy hunt
1: yeah 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 yeah. never stops
0: <laughs> never stops but what was that you need feeling? to come help me and you need to blow it up bro come on we
1: will yeah we will man i'm, I'm heading up to uh, miami probably in another few months so we'll do that for sure that sounds good. all right awesome man. all right what um what was that feeling like when you hit your first million
0: Well, that was actually just like, oh, it was kind of disappointing, man. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow, I got a million dollars. It was a a little bit of an anticlimactic, like, that's all? Yeah. Because here's the problem with it. Now you're scared. Yeah, okay. Because now you're like, oh, shit, I don't want to lose this money. So here I am with a million bucks, okay? I got a job, and I'm scared I'm going to lose what I just got. I won't spend any of it, okay? Because I've always had this really strong discipline about not blowing money. Yeah. Like, I didn't buy a nice watch until I was 40 years old. Wow. I didn't buy the ultimate car for me. I just got, and I'm 56. I could have bought that car, literally, I could have bought that car 20 years ago. Mm. and and But I didn't because I was trying to build reserves, and that was been, been a really smart thing. Produce, produce, produce hold on to these reserves and then start investing those reserves. And when I invested, I go all in on an investment. Like I pick the right investment and I don't, I don't diversify. I think that's freaking stupid. Mm. I don't, I don't put piece here, piece there and a piece there. I take it and I shove all in on something I know for sure will protect that money and continue to grow for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's smart, man. That's smart. So when you have more, you can invest more, right? So then you, you return. As well. Yeah, well,
0: you got to be able to make a move. A guy called me the other day and said, hey, man, what do I do with 20 grand? I'm like, you don't do anything with it. <laughs> you ain't got any money, dude. That's baby money. You don't make a move with 20K, wow. okay? Yeah. You don't make a move yet. The only move you'd make now is this, reinvest in yourself and your own business. Yeah. Because you're not ready to buy a stock yet. You need some dough. You got to have real money set aside so that you can make a real play. Yeah.
1: So, hypothetically speaking, like, if you were left with a million dollars right now, what would you do with I'd it? kill myself.
0: I'd kill myself. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I just kidding. Just kidding. I, I, suicide would be the last thing I would do. That's good. I'd kill you for bringing it up. Like, damn, Joe brought that shit up, man. He put that shit in my space. I
1: like to challenge the way Fuck you think, Fuck me all man. up, Come man. On. <laughs> Dude,
0: what would I do if I was down to my last million dollars? Yeah. Uh... I mean, I would just, if it was just a million dollars, all I had was a million dollars, I, I would reinvest it all in myself and my company. Because yeah. I'm the best deal I got. There's no better deal than me. Yeah. And the reason I say that, Joel, is because I know me. You know, I know me. I mean, I don't know about some stock, some piece of land, some piece of real estate. If I'm down to my last milli, then I'm like, I'm pouring it all back at me because I know I'm a sure thing. Mm. Plus, I have, now I have the experience of losing 99.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm freaking now, now, now I'm really dangerous. Yeah. And once I get over the upset, once I get over the anger and the upset, because look, when you're angry, you're not making moves. Angry people don't do anything. Mm. Never. Never be threatened by an angry person. They never do anything. Yeah. Okay? You you want to get over the anger, whatever you did, you screwed up, you lost it, get over the anger and start making moves, man. Start creating. There's no shortage of money success on this planet I'm addicted to success you know why because there ain't no shortage of it man
1: (laughs) that's a great way to think man that's an awesome mindset that is definitely yeah thanks so what would your advice be for someone that's like an ace at selling right they're really good at selling they have a knack for it but they just kind of don't know what industry to step into from your experience what would you advise them to do
0: first of all this whole thing about find what you love and you know that saying what's the saying
1: it's like follow
0: your passion or something like that. that all right? That, yeah. that, 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 look, that's just, that's complete bullshit. Mm. Okay. You got to learn, you got to go do what you don't want to do.
1: Yep.
0: You know, the pe- the people that I know that have made it did what they didn't want to do. Mm. You know, they, they all, every one of them tells me the same thing. Man, you got to do the stuff you don't want to do. So if I'm in sales, okay, I'm not going to sell something I love. I'm going to sell something with big fat freaking margins that people want. You know, I'm a probably, if I'm going back to sales, if I, if I uh, uh, I happen to believe that people come back, if I come, I'm coming back as a hedge fund guy, dude. I'm coming back where the margins are freaking like that big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on Wall Street or I'm going to be in London and I'm going to be selling these trillion dollar funds where all this big money. You want to be in big flows. Okay. If the hose is that big or the pipe's that big, I mean, where's the chance of, of being successful? Yeah. If I'm going to sell something, I want to be in a pipeline that's a giant. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you want to raise the bar, right? Raise your standards yeah. and raise the bar, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if you're a single guy, you know, when I was single, I'd have parties at my house. There'd be 300 people there and 250 of them are women. I'm like, <laughs> why don't you invite more men? i said because you're ugly.
1: <laughs> and it's Miami. Why would I do that in Miami? <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, 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 now I'm a, a happily married guy with two beautiful kids. And now I'm like, okay, what, where, what pipeline can I get into the digital space? Yeah. The pipeline is so enormous. Uh-huh. You know, this is a space that everybody should be thinking about. How could I actually be like you are? Uh-huh. How can I be everywhere in this space and start pulling it in and owning some of it? Yeah. the payday in that space can be giant for anybody that figures it out? Yeah.
1: So just to give you an idea, man, it, I've been running addicted to success for the last three and a half years. We've had 54 million views worldwide, and and you couldn't, you can't achieve that by going out and doing stage performances and you know live events and that. It just won't happen over that space of time. So it just shows you the yeah. power of the the eyeballs and and the reach oh, that it, it has. Yeah.
0: And and I know guys that are still going out and doing the speaking gigs. And I'm like, what What are you doing, dude? Oh, I talked to I talked to 50 people today. I'm like, okay, well, so what? <laughs> i mean that's 50 people out of 7 billion what you're doing reaches so many more people
1: yeah yeah that's right
0: we just got to get your studio fixed up man got to get your lighting right man you're all pretty and everything we need to show everybody how pretty you
1: are oh man thank you <laughs> yeah we got we'll get it set up don't you worry about that it's, it's right. coming it's coming man
0: okay i know it is
1: <laughs> nice so you know when you're talking before about really putting yourself in a position where the hose is a lot bigger where it's a lot more challenging I think this, or this is kind of like, like the whole Michael Jordan concept of like he'd practice with his left hand. He's right-handed, but he practiced with his left hand to become better because he knew that was his weakness. So, what do you right, feel right. right now is your weakness? Something that you can really uh, improve on? Because we all have weaknesses, right?
0: Oh, totally, totally, totally. And I have, I have more than most people, I'm sure. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, well, one of my weaknesses is, is I, you know, I, I don't like being governed are regulated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been known to, you know, just tell somebody to fuck off pretty, qu- pretty quick, you know, like when I've had enough, I'm like, fuck you, I'm out of here. I-, I don't need to do this. So that, that, that's not, that's not really conducive to the whole collaboration thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a, you know, conflict. Uh, You know, maybe not, you know, I think one of my biggest weaknesses is probably not, um, Bringing in people that have already done something really big, and giving them a piece of the action to blow up. Like my real estate portfolio, I've bought and sold uh three hundred and fifty million dollars worth of real estate in the last twenty years. Mm, wow. Well, if I if I'd have brought in if I'd have brought in some other people, maybe from New York, I could have probably done three billion rather than three hundred fifty million. Same work, same effort, same energy, uh, but we'd be having a different conversation right now. Mm. You know, I'd be Skyping with you from the back of my freaking fan. <laughs>
1: but, but you know what I love? That we would still be conversating. Because you're that, that type oh. of guy, man. You reach out to people. I see all the time you're I like t- tweeting people's stuff and you're, you're connecting with your fans and your totally. followers. Yeah.
0: Totally. No matter what happens to me, man, I'm accessible. Because I think the flow of communication that you want to keep it open because it's an open flow, flows, and it allows me to be open to people, learn about people, stay relevant. Uh, I, I tweeted the, or I was talking on my show, The Cardone Zone, the other day, on Whatever It Takes Network, about Mark Cuban doing the, the Shark Tank show.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yep.
0: I'm like, why, why, why do you guys think Mark Cuban does the Shark Tank show? And I'm like, you, you think he's doing it for, to buy, he's doing it to get attention, to stay relevant, to be in yeah. communication, significant, right? Yeah. And, and a guy wrote in comments, No, Grant. Mark Cuban is doing Shark Tank so he can buy businesses. I'm like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard in my life, dude. Okay, if Mark Cuban just wanted to buy businesses, he'd just open up a department and say, I want to buy businesses. You wouldn't put it on a TV show and compete against three or four other people to to see who's the highest bidder. So, so So people are so easy to manipulate because it's like, really? Yeah. Dude, attention, attention is valued by all the top players. Yeah. How can you stay relevant and, and then communicate with your audience, not have filters of people in front of you uh, uh, that you can't be uh, relevant and be in touch with people?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you want to be reachable so that yeah. people can reach out because you never know that next person that, you know, connects with you could multiply your business.
0: You never know, dude. You don't know who it's going to be. Who's going to be the next superstar? Yeah joel brown
1: hey we're coming up don't you worry about that it's gonna happen yeah <laughs> so what are uh, what would you say is the biggest mistake that you've ever made in your in your lifetime
0: well the biggest mistake would have to be uh well god man there's been so many where i went to college was definitely a big mistake <laughs> you No, know, i'm the alumni i'm on, on the alumni of my college i love my college and everything but I should have gone to Harvard, Yale, or MIT. I should have only gone to one of the top three schools. The career that I chose was definitely a mistake. I should have gone to New York and, and, and been a Wall Street guy. I, I, I'd have made so much money. I might be in jail, too. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, big mistake. I mean, drugs were a big mistake, dude. It was, you know, from the age of 15 to the age of 25, I was using drugs every day. So that was just a really bad road. Uh, you know, it was a wasted 10 years. Um, you know, when I started my first company, uh uh Kiyosaki talks about the self uh, the self-employed, the sole owner yep. on the left half of the four quadrants, the oh, cash yeah. flow quadrant, yep. you know, the I think it's ESBN. No, ESBI. ESBI, yeah. Employee, self-employed, uh, business owner, and then That's investor. Cool. I stayed in the self-employed. Way too long. I'm giving you all the mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I uh, I've settled too many times. I've made too many compromises and not spent money where I should have. You know, I've never ever ever spent too much money on anything. I have done the reverse and not bought the right thing. When you buy the right thing and pay extra. And when you buy the right location and pay extra, you'll never get hurt doing that. Mm. And then the last big mistake was when I was 50 years old, uh, I trusted some people and didn't really look. I listened to what they were telling me they had done and didn't look and see the evidence of what they've done. And I got swindled out of a, a bunch of money.
1: Hey, that's good man like you know it, the, the best thing about it is is you can learn from those mistakes and and share it with others yeah there's so much information out there there's people sharing like all their mistakes and the lessons they've learned they've learned all the time so there's no kind of excuse for most people now to be making those same mistakes
0: yeah people just need to be careful where they're getting their information from because today information that's what i started with knowledge is power there's so much bad information out there it's unbelievable Yeah. i mean like ebola ebola's in the news today okay you know, you know what me and my wife say at night, I wonder what the government's hiding with this Ebola scare. Because the the magician's favorite trick is to bring the hot chick out. Yep. yep. Right? They bring the hot chick out. I came to see the magic act. Why'd you bring a hot chick out? So they could do the magic trick. So You know, there's so much distraction every day. 800 TV channels, endless radio, podcasts. Anybody can be an expert now. Anybody can say whatever they want about themselves. And you don't know if it's true. You know, I watch guys in Twitter feeds that are getting, you know, 600 retweets. And nobody knows who they are. Well, dude, that's, that's, you got to look. Look a little deeper because some of these people are nobody, okay? They're just they're pretending to be something they're not. You don't want to get your knowledge everywhere. Find a good source of knowledge. This is one piece of advice I would tell everybody. Find one or two great sources of knowledge and freaking inject them into your arms. Swim in it. Okay? Swim in it. Drink it. Swim in it. You know, Do your hair in it and, and make those your one or two or three sources and don't look in 3,000 places because you'll you'll get so much data you get diluted.
1: Yeah, it's a full immersion, right? And getting into that world yeah. because if you you could easily get distracted, it's like the uh, shiny uh, what do they call it? Shiny object syndrome, where it's like, oh, I want to do this, oh, I want to do that, oh, and then you get yeah. nowhere. You you spread yourself yeah. way too thin, and you start actually messing up the connections in your, in your with your synapses and everything in your mind. That things just don't make sense anymore, and you are like tug of war with yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, too much data. It's like if you say, hey, do I want to invest in stocks today? Well, people Google search that. One person says they should. One person says they shouldn't. You see that that keeps going on and on. The guy goes into a paralysis when the truth is you knew yeah. Bitcoin was not a good deal. And you knew that this other thing was a good deal, but you didn't d- end up doing anyone. You know, so, so it's too, like too much data, too much information, too much confusion. People know what the truth is. You know what the truth is. Yeah. Everybody, if they would just listen to themselves, they know what the truth is. Google cannot help you with your truth, okay? Google my personal truth, okay? You can't find it there. Yeah, That's inside of you. You know what that is. You have to find it. Every great investment I've made, every business that I've made, somebody told me not to do it. Yeah, I could have read something that said, don't do it. I knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. And actually somebody had told me uh, a year ago, which which kind of stayed with me, um, they said that when you learn to understand yourself, when you fully understand yourself, that's when you can understand others quite easily.
0: I totally agree. Um, you
1: become a way better businessman, no, to- communicator, negotiator, yeah.
0: Yeah, I spent the last 25, 20 years, probably the biggest, the, the, the thing I spend the most time doing is like really knowing who is Grant. What are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? Yeah.
1: Well, hey, you write your goals out every single day. I mean, I don't know anyone that actually does that. To be honest, I really don't. Not not like in the morning and then at night time. Like hardly anybody does. Yeah, that. I write them
0: down in the morning. I write them down at night, and I write them every time I'm disappointed. Yeah, wow. So, like during the day today, if I'm disappointed, I might sit down and write them down because it gets me out of the past mm-hmm. and gets me back on the where I'm going.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. So what would you say is the greatest advice that you've ever received from like a mentor or or somebody as you were coming up?
0: The best advice I've ever been given was from my mother who said, the best investment you'll ever make is in yourself. Yeah. She's like, there's no stock. And my mother didn't, my mother was completely not educated. Okay. And she's like, there's no stock, no real estate, no company going to be a better investment than yourself. My dad also told my mom to tell me when I grew up, learn how to sell. Tell those boys to learn how to sell, because if they could sell, if you can sell something, you can do anything, go anywhere, and survive through any problems.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're always needed, right? They always need salesmen. Yeah, that's how business grows. I
0: have a salesman or a saleswoman.
1: Yeah, there you go. Awesome. So I just wanted to kind of wrap it up with the last question here, and the last question that I wanted to ask you was. What would be your top top 3 lines of advice for an entrepreneur that's trying to really make it out there in the in the big bad business world?
0: Well, the first thing I would tell you to do is number 1, like you need to get whatever it takes. Like you need to get whatever it takes to become your mantra for life. Okay? Whatever it takes, no matter the rejection, whatever it takes, no matter how long it takes, whatever See, see most the the world is basically divided into like uh, two-thirds of the people and one-third of the people. Two-thirds of the people are like, whatever. And then there's one-third that are like, yeah, whatever it takes. If you can figure out that, that, those three words that are known everywhere in the world, Russia, India, South America, you go anywhere in the world and say whatever it takes, it's almost like numbers. Everybody's like, yeah, I know what that means. Yeah. It doesn't mean unethical either. It means whatever it takes. The guy that takes shortcuts did not do whatever it takes. So, number one, whatever it takes to accomplish the task, okay? And that doesn't mean you're unethical. It means you figure out an ethical way to do it, whatever it takes. Number two is, man, dude, go, you got to go bigger than you're thinking, okay? Just go 10x bigger, 10 times bigger. I talk about this in the 10x rule 10 times whatever you think the goal is, multiply times 10 and then build a business plan around 10x. So if you want to make, you think 100 million is your target, I want you to build a plan for a billion. Sketch out that plan to make a billion-dollar business, not a 100-million-dollar business, and and I promise you, the results are going to be quicker, they're going to be bigger, and they're going to be more predictable. The third thing I would tell somebody to do is, like, man, keep, keep, keep working on yourself, you know? Keep, keep working on yourself, stay relevant, stay connected, keep doing what you do, Joel, connecting with the world, giving information to people, you know, have a free flow, don't worry about it. Um, so those are my three pieces. Whatever it takes, go bigger and stay connected.
1: Awesome, G. Thank you so much for sharing all your advice, man. I really appreciate you uh, dropping the knowledge bombs on the Addicted to Success community. And um, dude, I'm, a
0: nuclear, I'm a nuclear weapon, bro. <laughs> See, the thing The thing about my payload is I could dump my entire payload. Somebody said, man, why you drop so many videos on YouTube? So said, well, dude, there's only 1,500 of them. Oh, and he's like, God damn, you gave 1,500 videos, 1,500. I can get all Cardone for free on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, but you don't get all of me because I got – I just – I keep recreating material, good material, solid, strong material, because the marketplace is changing so fast. If you pay attention to it and you're actually producing something that is original, you can keep producing content. I don't care if people rip me off. Mm. I'll keep producing great content.
1: Yeah, that's right. When you become an innovator or a creator, no one can take that away from you. You can always create new things. That's right. Yeah. No, you got it, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me, yeah, brother. I'm addicted so to
0: success. Did I say that?
1: <laughs> you did.
0: Oh, and, and when's the interview gonna start? When we're we gonna start the interview?
1: <laughs> no, man. Look, honestly, this is the best interview I've had. I can't lie. Oh, this is The best interview. You went really deep thanks. with it all, and I, we got so much juice out of this interview that I'm um, I'm excited to share this with the world, man. You
0: could feel it inside of you. I can.
1: I can feel it. And you know, I, I had a, I had a few um realizations throughout it as well, to be honest, like I have this big thing like you with the whole scarcity, like holding on to the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, I'm not so much distracted because I've been offered millions of dollars for my site before, but I've said no because it's my baby. Yeah. But I had this, I have people in my ear like, oh, you should have taken the money. You should have taken. And I, but my standard is like, like you were saying, like, I'm like, I'm like, nah, 10 million, 20 million, 50 million. That's where we're going with yeah. this. And even then, I don't know if I'd sell. Like when you're at that point, do yeah, want to but soak. dude, let me
0: just tell you this, Joel. Let me let me just just suggest this, okay? Yeah. This isn't the only, this isn't the only game you can play. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with taking your chips off the board, getting your freaking you know. When I go to Vegas, dude, it's it's nice to it's nice to get out of there a winner. Yeah,
1: yeah of course, of course.
0: Because the next time I go back in, I go in as a winner. Yeah. So if you get a chance, I, I I'm just suggesting. Yep. Look, anytime you can be a winner and bank that can't hurt you. Yeah, okay. Because you can you can you can re you can recreate something else. This isn't your only rodeo, bro. You, you you're a creative guy, mm. you know, and you even though they're going to probably put you under some kind of exclusion and say you can't do anything like this again, you'll be like, "That's cool, dude." I guarantee you, bro, there's another rodeo in you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, let me tell you the other thing I would tell you to do with this interview. When you end it, end it and then and then and then just put a little space in it and have this shit right here at the end. Pop back in. You thought we was done? No! <laughs> when yeah. you start making some big money, bro, get the hell out of California, though. The freaking taxes are too high.
1: Oh, yeah. I see that. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous.
0: All right, Joel. Thanks for having me, man.
1: All right, buddy. Catch you later, man. Thanks. Peace. See ya.